I have a million points. <laughs> I have been so geeky this week, you guys. Dead characters do not yield spin-offs. The right amount of drunk for this. You and are the Yoda of abdominal tumors. This is serious business. Greetings, this is the 100th time I've said this is serious business, and this is serious business. I am Jeff, your host for this very special 100th episode. <laughs> Yay! So excited, I actively punched my own hand. That's how excited I am about this episode. Uh, tonight, we are discussing the amazing Spider-Man 2, as well as, you know, just taking a, taking a moment to appreciate the fact that we've recorded for 100 episodes worth of content. It's pretty cool. It's a cool thing. Holy shit balls. Yeah. Kristen, how many hours do you think you've spent editing? <laughs> It depends. <laughs> but I think even the easiest edits take about three hours. Wow. Yeah. So, Kristen, it's it's safe to say you've put like 500-ish hours into this thing? Probably, probably yeah. Wow. Uh, next time Love I see you. you, remind me to buy you a very large beer. Can, how about a, a red velvet pancake? Oh, yes, uh -huh. I'll, I'll get you uh, some red velvet pancakes from the Two Doors Tavern. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. As big as your face. It is the size of several different faces. The size of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so, tonight, I'm joined by almost all of the G1 panel. Rob will be joining us a little later. So, let's start off with John. John, how's it going? Going well, Jeff. Doing all right. Doing all right? Just all right? Just all right. Just all right. Glad to hear it. But I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and build my excitement as we go. <laughs> uh, crescendo. Yes. episodes, man. Yeah. Get pumped. Yeah. John, I want you to get mad. <laughs> I want you to get really mad. No, wait, don't get mad. Sorry, no, that's the wrong thing that I'm quoting. Uh, so, John, what is your favorite episode of Tisby that you've been on? I would probably have to say Battleship. Oh my god. Um, that's that, mine too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Only because it was one of the rare occasions where we get to record all together and we were all in the same place. And we went to go see the movie together that day and we just had a blast making fun of it together. And it was summertime, it was nice out, and there were summer beers going and it was one of my favorite recordings. I am glad to hear it. I, of course, was not there for that one, and I feel I missed out. Oh. I was sad. I very much enjoyed listening to it, though. I may, in fact, listen to it again this week. So, John, what, if anything, are you drinking this fine evening? I'm drinking a Samuel Adams Belgian Session. Ooh. Mm. I like the Belgian beers. Does better this... have a fucking Sam Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're always... Hey, it's on this episode. I was drinking Sam Adams. I'm sorry, but what was what was that noise? They got a wolf pack in there. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the oh no! Oh, maybe the wind. Yeah. yeah. Do you, Do you live in a haunted mansion? <laughs> no, the way there's like a a big like generator box or something like right outside of our apartment window, so there's like a little space where the wind comes in and makes the sound. It's really creepy at night. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a widowed mother who once was electrocuted there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's move on to Michelle. Michelle, how's it going? It's going pretty well, Jeff. Glad to hear it. Glad Besides to hear it. Besides the haunting. Yes. Yeah. Outside of the poltergeist, things are fine. So, <laughs> Michelle, 
What is your favorite episode of Tisby that you have been on? John stole mine. I think the battleship was mine, too, for the same reason. So we were all together. It was a good day. We had gone directly from the movie right into casting pretty much after getting beer. It was it was just perfect. So it was all in all a good day. Yeah. You guys had so much fun without me. We did. Yeah. We did. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Uh, and uh, what, if anything, are you drinking this fine evening, Michelle? So, in an effort to not be drinking water, I've decided that I'm going to make a signature mocktail Ooh. for each each episode that I'm on, since Fancy. I haven't been drinking. So, it, because we're going to be talking about the amazing Spider-Man 2 later, I decided to make an Electro. <laughs> so, I've got some um, blueberry lemonade seltzer with... Some blue raspberry mixer with uh, pop rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Flavor explosion. Did you come up with that yourself? Yes. That's mm-hmm. genius. Right, right. We have to put I, that on the Tumblr. I'm amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Take I a will. picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to take sips of it and be like, I hate Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man's the worst. Because of reasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We'll get into this. <laughs> because of reasons and raisins. <laughs> so let's move on to Kristen. Kristen, how's it going? It's going well, Jeff. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Kristen, you, I believe, have been on the most episodes. of. Is it you or me? I don't actually know. It was me for a while, but then we kind of switched up and I've been on fewer. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Well. I'm in the I running think... now. Yeah, you're up there. Mm-hmm. You've certainly edited all of them. Oh, my. No! All but one. Which one did Johnny you Boy did one. Oh yes, yeah. I I did the Doctor Who one, and it was a it was it was an absolute nightmare, and I my hat cannot go off any higher. Oh, than... <laughs> this hat was launched yeah. into space. That day. <laughs> hats off into the sky. It's just I cannot imagine doing that on a regular basis. So well well done, Kristen. We should raise our glasses to Kristen. Yes. Here, here. I mean, thank you. I'm like crouched down, like you guys can see me or something, and I'm trying to hide. Like, no. <laughs> Don't I am be shy. <laughs> so, Kristen, what is your favorite episode that you have been on? Any episode that Jeff has been on. No, uh... <laughs> that oh. I have been on? <laughs> or that I haven't been on? Were well, you trying to be mean or nice? Nice! Okay, well, thank you. I mean, my first thought was Total Recall. But that kind of broadened into any episode where we've had, like, a complete meltdown. So that includes, you know, Fahrenheit 451, when we thought a bookcase had collapsed. <laughs> that was pretty fun, too. Yeah. <laughs> Batman Death of the Family, where we got a little loopy. Yeah, basically anything where just chaos. Because, A, it's easier to edit, because it just cuts it back and go, Whoa. <laughs> Not a lot I can do. And it's just, I think it's fun to listen to. Oh, like, uh, New 52. Mm. <laughs> how many comics are in the new 52 mm-hmm. and that, that was, was another one we recorded all yeah you guys present. were all together that was that was yeah fun. and on both of those <laughs> you can tell i'm kind of fucked up so it's like oh i don't want to listen to this but yeah it's good times just the total meltdowns those are my favorites good mm-hmm. times good times <laughs> indeed uh so Kristen, what if anything are you drinking this fine evening figured i'd go with a classic gin and tonic yay mm, thumbs up Thumbs up to your gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. We will do an intro with Rob when he arrives, but before that happens, I'm going to, let's see, 
I think my favorite experience probably was the one-year trivia battle, and that was sort of a three-episode ordeal. Oh, Christ. Being, like, the pregame, the actual mm -hmm. game, and then the punishment episode. Mm -hmm. The punishment episode is simultaneously, like, my least favorite and favorite moment of doing this show. Yeah, that's another meltdown one. I count that one for sure. Yeah, yeah I did that reading, that dramatic reading for Fifty Shades of Grey, which <laughs> I will regret for the rest of my life. And that's and, why I can never get elected to office. Right. And to make myself... <laughs> or, or, who knows, maybe it will totally get me elected to office. Yeah, something. right. Uh, times could change. They're going yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, like, with all the shit that people are posting on Facebook in, like, 20 years, no one will be able to be elected to our office. Mm -hmm. uh. Or maybe our culture will just accept that everybody's a human being. Wistful <laughs> <laughs> <still> thinking. <laughs> I, I of course after that reading I uh, I got really drunk off Goldschlager because I was so regretful and embarrassed. But that was pretty fun. The Goldschlager that Ben made me drink because it cuts up your internal organs. Yeah, that's a myth. That's not. Actually. Yeah, I know. But you know what? It tasted pretty good. Placebo effect. I will say that a runner up runner up to me is probably the Prometheus episode. Oh yeah, just cause it's Prometheus. And I pre-gamed before this episode, and I drank a giant screwdriver, and now I am drinking a very large glass of Crooked Tower Mead. Nice. That's right, Crooked Tower Mead. The <laughs> finest mead on the East Coast. Where is that made, Jeff? Yeah. Why, that's made in our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, when you say a gigantic screwdriver, did you basically just take like a jug of orange juice and put some vodka in it? I More like I took some vodka and a, a large quantity of vodka and put some orange juice in it oh shit but, but yes effectively uh I, the, the glass i have is maybe pint sized and i it comes in my, pints it, it comes in pints and uh i'm getting one yeah i may have filled it roughly a, a quarter to a third of the way with vodka and then the rest was orange juice and i uh Consume that while doing chores around the house. So I was being, I was being productive while being, uh, while drinking. You're like a Dripping. naughty fifties housewife. That's not how I would have characterized myself, but <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'd say the way this episode is going to work is we're going to talk about the Amazing Spider-Man and intersperse it occasionally with a toast from one of us regarding. The show. So, uh, basically... Go us! Yeah, go us. So, let's just dive right in to The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which we all watched this past weekend. Mm -hmm. And I want to start with Kristen, because I saw this movie with John and Michelle, so I have some idea of how they feel. But Kristen, what was your theater experience like, and did you enjoy yourself while seeing this movie? I mean, it was a pretty sold-out crowd. I went with a couple of friends, so we had a good time beforehand. And we had a good time after talking about it. Mm. But for those two and a half interminable hours, I was highly amused by the, I would say, probably six or seven year old boy who was sitting two seats away from us, who was scared shitless. <laughs> when you first see, uh, okay, I guess spoilers incoming, Green Goblin Sr., I look over and I see he's covering his ear as well as dad's got his hand over his eyes. It's like, oh, that's so the, sweet. The dying old man scared him? His giant claws. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah. He was kind of scary. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little freaky. And yeah, so basically I would glance over. Pretty much every time I looked, he had his hands over his ears and was kind of cowering in his seat. So I was like, oh, that's sweet. You shouldn't have brought him to the show. Um, <laughs> although I do feel for the dad, because I'm pretty sure any, you know, young boys can be like, Spider-Man! Mm-hmm. Let's go see Spider-Man! It's awesome! So, yeah, that was that was my secondary entertainment. But the, the movie itself, that was a big mess. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It made... Almost no sense. No scene had anything to do with the scene before it. And it's like, I'm in a big fight with Electro. Now I'm going to go home and think about my parents for a while. Like, wh- why? Because a-, a light shaft was, like, blaring down on your dad's old briefcase? Uh, okay. It just, none of it made any sense to me. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. John and Michelle, what do, you, what do you guys think? Just feel free to jump in. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna be structured for our 100th episode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should have just, started just with talk. me. So I was like, I, I wasn't keyed into that type of stuff. I mean, Andrew Garfield, I think, just nails Peter Parker and Spider Man. I mean, I think he's got the tone pitch perfect, and he's really funny to watch. I like the opening action sequence. How we just sort of like jump right into it. I really like the Peter and the Gwen stuff. I think. The biggest thing I didn't like was the way that they chose to go with the villains, making Max Dillon this really, you know, sad, nerdy, simple thing. Oh, that was so awkward. And also I thought it was a little bit cliched, almost. Yeah, and I don't understand that character at all, because he's a simpleton, right? But he's supposed to be this genius who created this grid, but then he, all he really wants is people to notice him. It's like, is well, is he autistic? But no, he really wants people to stare at him. He wants people to talk to him. He wants all this relationship, but he doesn't know how to deal with anything. It's like, it, it, I don't really get him. I feel like a college freshman who's a jock wrote a stereotypical nerd and then <laughs> wrote an essay on our fame culture of today. It's like, you know those Kardashians and how everyone just wants to be famous these days? I'm going to write a villain based on that and how it was, fame corrupts. It was yeah. also, I saw a lot of the Jim Carrey, Edward Nygma Riddler in that, where yep. he's like, mm. you know, he's the lowly employee at the big corporation who's very nerdy and looks up to and idolizes the hero until they give him the cold shoulder and then I must kill him! Mm. You know, so it's a very, like, flip of a switch type character. Yeah, it took two seconds Change. to be like, wow, I hate yeah. Spider-Man now. It took two seconds and like, a sniper shooting at him. I don't know. Yeah. All right. I I don't agree with you guys fully because I I thought I I think uh, you're right in that it's not realistic and it's not nuanced. But there was something kind of classic comic book about that to me. I actually kind of like the fact that he started off as this sort of semi sympathetic, semi empathetic character. And then they abandon it completely. (laughs) Like, I liked that. Um, because that's happened. It's so frequent that they're like, you know, they try to give these added dimensions to these villains. It was like, no, this guy becomes a monster. And once he's a monster, he needs to be put down. And that is it. There's no, we feel bad for him because we know he came from this place where he was a, a victim of emotional abuse. You know, he was exploited, etc. It was like, yes, that all happened. And those people should be, you know, culpable for creating this monster. But at the end of the day, the guy just... He just snapped. He just went crazy. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I, you know, I liked that I. it was just like, look, a bad guy. 
get him, Spider-Man, you know, yeah. towards yeah. the end of that. Um, I mean, I really liked the Spider-Man stuff. I thought the, like, the Spidey patter was way better than the first movie, or even the Sam Raimi movies. Mm-hmm. That was, like, very snappy, and, like, his physicality when he's in the suit, and kind of, like, cocking his head, and kind of twitchy. I thought that was really good. I liked him as Spider-Man. It was yeah. just the rest of it. Mm. I'm not <laughs> invested in Gwen Stacy that much. Yeah. I'm invested in the Andrew Garfield Emma Stone chemistry. Yeah, I like her, yeah. but like them dating, it's like fine, break up, like whatever, just don't do this. Like I'm gonna call you again, but not. And it's like what, what's going on here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I don't know. I, they are high schoolers, I, like. Uh, yeah, um, I know they're young, but it's like I'm not too surprised about that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I kind of like that back and forth because it, it shows. I don't know. It's. I think it's an interesting conflict that you don't really see a lot of because you know peter struggles with keeping his promise to captain stacy but also just like wanting to be with her but i mean i i can see that i think that's a that's a fair criticism they do go back and forth a couple times i have to admit i totally forgot that captain stacy died at the end of the first movie so for the first couple scenes that we see him i'm just like why is he awkwardly looking at him like that that's kind of rude <laughs> and then it's like oh. how I felt at the end of Sixth Sense, where it's like, oh shit, he's dead. Oh, That's right, he dead. <laughs> oh, one of the things my friend and I were reacting to in the movie with their relationship was he does what's become common in a lot of like YA romance is like, I'm gonna follow you everywhere and I'm gonna protect you because I love you. It's like, no, and she like smiles at it, and I'm like, that's super creepy. Yeah. It's like, you're stalking me. That is not okay. Like, and Peter Parker is like, it's, if it weren't a pattern, it wouldn't be a big deal, but it's just coming up, you know, it's so Twilight and so creepy. Yeah, I thought that was creepy too, Kristen. Okay, good. At at least they didn't fully go the, I'm following you to protect you, Rat. It was more like, I'm following you because I like looking at you, which is obviously just as creepy. But it wasn't as frustrating as it's like not quite Twilight. as patriarchal yeah. as just yeah. it like I'm going to keep her safe mm-hmm. without her knowing about it. It was uh-huh. more like Oops. this is the closest I can get to her. Yeah, yeah. So, it was more like I'm confused, so I'm gonna follow her kind of thing. Right, which makes it not as bad, but it is part of yeah. a pattern, which yes. is kind of grating. <laughs> no, that's true. That's certainly true. I feel like this movie overall was incredibly well executed. Bad concept. Um, <laughs> Like and no, and fun, it's fun, funny because oftentimes when we see a movie and I I come out of it feeling mixed, it's the opposite effect. It's oh man, there were there was good concept there, but it was really messed up by poor execution. Mm-hmm. Here it's like the dialogue that was written for it, the story was bad uh, or overwrought for sure, overwrought. But the dialogue that was written to deal with that story was good. And the acting was really yeah. good. Like, yeah. every character was flushed out really well by the person inhabiting that character. Mm-hmm. I never felt like any scenes were wooden. I felt like everybody uh... had generally good chemistry. But it was like people were handed things and asked to do things that were really hard. And they were just like, how do I deal with this? Like, are you serious? And they did kind of the best they could with it. So, yeah. That's... Maybe... It's because I'm local, but some of the stuff is just so distracting, like, especially Peter and Harry's mandate. Just like, yeah, that wasn't gonna, so good. Now yeah. we're going to go skipping stones, and I'm like, where? Uh, <laughs> it's just like they're kind of posing in different yeah. locations, and it's just like, this is kind of awkward. That's true. I will say, actually, I should add that of everything 
th- those scenes probably were the least well executed. Mm-hmm. The the Peter and Harry stuff. And I liked Harry, but really, I, d- I didn't like Harry. I really, feel like- I liked I liked Harry up until the board turned on him, and then he he basically really goes to the dark side. I was interested. Mm-hmm. I liked the idea of this really young kid being put in charge of the company. You know, like now Harry Osborn's going to be like. You know, he's going to be the evil overlord of Oscorp. But I didn't particularly care for when Calm Fiori turned the whole company against him. I felt that that guy, you know, the douchey businessman character, didn't really need to be there. Mm-hmm. I also felt like his acting was probably some of the weakest. What? Yeah. Dean Don. Yeah, he's got this he's got this voice that's like I'm he's an got evil this really voice. Yeah, like his deep voice it sounds like he's putting it on. It sounds really forced. Well, yeah, and... he sounds really like posh. Yeah. yeah it worked I... sometimes, but you're right. There were other times where it was like that's and I feel it like it was forced. kind of a misdirection. And and part of it might have been like a lot my biggest issue with this movie, I liked it overall, but it seemed like there were a series of half developed ideas mm-hmm. and uh, things that could have probably been fleshed out a little bit more and made into two movies. We need to pick one idea. Exactly. Like we needed to go with the relationship with Harry and his father and then Harry and, and Peter. Yeah. Or we needed to go with Electro and, you know, his relationship with Gwen. Or we needed to go with his parents, which I thought was supposed to be more of a bigger deal in the first movie, and then I think they just pushed it all into mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. But we needed to deal with a couple of these ideas at a time, rather than all of them at the same time. Well, you're forgetting the most riveting and deep, meaningful subplot. And that's Paul Giamatti's character. <laughs> he needed subtitles. No, I... I it was like, so great. I knew right so, It was so fucking great in that movie. I, I yeah I liked I really liked how they used him because I think Rob and I have talked about this before and just that I like that they take a major character like that and just use him really briefly like some of these characters don't need to be the central villain and What's the you know they don't working of Rhino <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's one of those villains where he's, there's not a lot to him but it's fun to see him fight yeah. Spider-Man for a little bit so just yeah. pop him in there for you know bookend like just bookend him in the in the movie there. Mm-hmm. Rhino's father was never around. <laughs> Duh. Duh. And he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's right. He's more Austrian than Russian. I mean, that was. I felt like that was how Paul Giamatti was playing it. Instead of being Russian, he was like. <laughs> yeah. Very um, shitty. It took me a second to recognize him, too, because I was like, wow, that. Like, that looks like a roid raging Paul Giamatti. And then the credits <laughs> came up, and I was like, that was Paul Giamatti. Oh. <laughs> uh, that was great. All right, so on that note, I think we are going to take our first refill break of the evening. We will be back with a toast. And, yeah, we will be already. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like guys. Look out, here comes a Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a Spider-Man. And we're back, and now we are joined by Rob. Rob, Woo! how's it going? It's going pretty well. Glad to hear it, glad to hear it. So, Rob, what is your favorite episode of CSB that you have been on? I'm still quite partial to our total recall episode yes! just because none of us gave a fuck <laughs> and uh, we all got pretty drunk and it was awesome 
Yeah, Kristen was right there with you on that one. Oh, yeah. I think it's our funniest one, too, if you listen back. I think it's one of our, at least one of our funniest ones, so. I feel like the, the best ones come out when we're really hardcore making fun, <laughs> making fun of something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how yeah. you like. You want so to be Rob, a lover, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Rob, what, if anything, are you drinking? I am drinking a, uh, a Kona Brown. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's Kona Brewing. It's a Cocoa Brown, part of their Aloha series. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. ale brewed with toasted coconut. That sounds it's, delicious. It's delicious, yeah. I'm going to have to request that you send some of that to the East Coast post <laughs> <laughs> It's just going to happen. Okay. All right, so Rob, because you are the... Because you are late Shit. coming in this episode... Yeah. I propose a toast from you. <laughs> Fuck. To our 100th episode. Okay. To our 100th episode. Raise your drinks uh, up. Yep, yeah, drinks up. <clears throat> It seems like only yesterday I was dr- drunkenly chatting with Kristen, <laughs> and we made a Avengers Bukaki joke, and it became <laughs> and it became the antithesis of "Hey, why don't we just record ourselves talking about this?" Now here we are. Wow. Here weeks, we are. A hundred weeks later. Mm-hmm. Good so, luck following that, everyone. <laughs> so, well, I think that was a pretty good toast, but I'm pretty sure you didn't mean to use the word antithesis. What did I say? Antithesis? You said antithesis. You meant to say, you know. Oh, yes, I did say antithesis. That's not what I meant to say. If I say the word, can Kristen splice it? <laughs> what word was I going for there? Mm. Inception? Yeah, okay. Inception. Okay. There you go, Christian. <laughs> Do your magic. <laughs> Do your magic. Um, uh, 200 episodes and, uh, you know, at least eight more. <laughs> You're here. You're here. Woo! Clink. We have a better origin story than Electro. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of which, Rob, we, we've been discussing this movie. Yeah. Kristen, Kristen did not like it. John, Michelle, and I, we thought we, we thought it was fine. We liked oh, it. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, we, thought, we thought there were problems. We thought there were yeah. big problems, but we enjoyed ourselves. We had a good time. Was, we were surprised to see the Rotten Tomato score, let's just say. Yeah, not Jeff, much higher. Yeah. yeah, Jeff and I both guessed about in the 80s, and it was, I think... Holy shit. 54. You guys high? What? Yeah. <laughs> no. so, so, Rob, let's hear it. Let's hear your thoughts. I feel like there was a certain point during that movie that I just felt like I should have stood up and appealed to the audience. And I was just like, hey, everybody, uh, we don't have to do this. We can, uh, we can walk out, get our money back right now, and feel a lot better about ourselves in the morning really? because this is some bullshit. Yeah. The- our audience was so receptive. Oh, our like, audience loved the shit out of that movie. We had all the trailer. Although, really, I think um, we did oh have... God. I, I think we had like some sort of teenage field trip or something because yeah. at one point, no, uh, yeah. no, they legit had the first like three or four rows. Yeah. Oh no, my, the there were a couple of chuckles in my theater, but other than that, it was pretty dead quiet. Wow. Here's my impression of what happened in my theater during the credits. <laughs> oh, no, our theater was all applause. Uh, yeah. There was no, there was zero applause. Wow. Mine. In fact, I saw people walk out of mine. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I. They were adults. But uh, I'm speechless. I don't get it. Movie? Yeah. Nope. All right. All right. Go, go ahead, Rob. Explain yeah, yourself. Yeah. What's... 
think? Explain myself? Oh my god. <laughs> well, I mean, wreck yourself before you wreck yourself. Let's go. <laughs> I'm All just right. curious what you found so objectionable. I mean, like right. it, it definitely had its its flaws, but I it mean It was an overwrought movie, but it wasn't like What? Like it wasn't like a Let the it man wasn't speak. like a disaster. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead, Rob. All right. I was trying to like narrow maybe the top two or three biggest issues with the movie that I had. One of which is definitely the fact that it looks like it was maybe pieced together in editing, maybe not the way it was written. Yes. Because there's no causality to the sequence of scenes. Like there's no cause and effect. Like usually in scene A, something happens and therefore something in scene B happens most of the time. There were, like, long stretches of this movie where I was just like, what the, where are we going? Like, there's no, it's just like, I'm fighting Electro, and now I'm confronting Harry, and now Electro is, like, being experimented on, and now I gotta go talk to Gwen, and it was just, like, too, I think it it was probably the result of too many storylines, but at the same time, there was no unifying theme or a story element that was bringing all these characters together. So even then, when we did take like a tangent off into another storyline, it it felt like okay, I'm still a part of the same world. I felt like this was a movie where all the characters like just happened to be in the same movie together, and like we're watching it for some reason because I, yeah, d- Kristen, you brought this up with me last night when we were yeah. texting about it. You f- you felt the same way, right? Oh yeah, I definitely. Yeah listed my complaints and grievances about yeah where the fuck is this going right and there's also my my other big issue with this is that it was a lot of the character decisions or character behaviors seem to be driven because the plot needed them to happen and not because you thought that an actual human being would do such a thing like when gwen breaks up with peter he goes home and he's all upset he puts his emo song on and decides that that's the time he's going to figure out like what the fuck his dad was doing like no that's that's just because you need to resolve this or you think you need to resolve it and you're using like the fact that peter's upset over something completely different as like your way into this moment when it actually makes no sense yeah there are a lot of and thens (laughs) yeah yeah where where it's like plot point and then plot point and then and very little in the way of but or because or therefore yeah it's just and then and then and then but i still stand by the fact that each of those individual elements even though overall if you look at the big picture there's just way too fucking many of them were good like when i walked out of this movie there were, I was trying to think of like the proper analogy. I went through several. I think the first thing I said was it was kind of like watching an episode of Man vs. Food where you're like simultaneously <laughs> impressed and horrified. You're like, you're like or, or like when, when a frat boy or something like that is chugging something and you're all, at the first you're like, chug, chug, chug. And then eventually you're like, no, no, stop, stop chugging. Don't do that anymore. But eventually I settled on, like, one of those acts where somebody's spinning lots of plates. I feel like this movie was spinning, like, <laughs> yeah. 17 different plates. And while each one was spinning, and that was kind of cool, by spinning I mean, like, the scenes individually were executed relatively well. They were entertaining scenes that were well acted. When you looked at, like, the big picture, this person just looked ridiculous with their 17 spinning plates. So I see where you're coming from, but I think I just didn't care. Yeah, I, just, yeah, didn't I mean, bother me. Like, I think that it, it didn't bother me either, and I would like to point out that that argument is coming from the two film students. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. that, I mean, so we should know. It, no, <laughs> yeah, I mean, all I'm saying is that I, I mean, the average moviegoer maybe isn't dialed into the, the rules of how a proper plot should move. And now that you mention those things, they're there. I mean, I, I, I can. 
I can see that, but I in I'm in agreement with Jeff that like I really liked seeing each of the scenes, each of like I really liked the Peter and Aunt May stuff. I liked the Peter and Gwen stuff. I was saying earlier I didn't really like the villain stuff, but for the most part, I liked all the Spider-Man stuff. And all of those things, all of those different dynamics, as disjointed as they may be, I liked just seeing them together. Mm-hmm. Well, my issue is that because of that sequencing or causality thing I was talking about, and Kristen mentioned, because of that, it, it's the story never builds any sort of emotional gravity or tension. And by the time, like, man, I clocked out, like, pretty early in this movie. Uh, speaking of, ten- have we talked about Electro yet? Because... We've touched on Electro, but before we, before we, before we do talk about Electro, I think it's time for another toast. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Attention, everybody. Attention, everybody. John, it is your turn to toast to the 100th episode. Okay. I would like to toast to all of us for staying on task and doing this pretty much every week. You know, we stuck with it. We stuck it out. There were were there weeks where where there was no news, where there was nothing happening, and we said, "We'll just fuck it, fuck it, we'll do it live." <laughs> yep. yes. yes. So yes. here's to us staying the course. Here, here. Well said. Here we go. All right, Rob. You were you were mentioning Electro. Uh, okay. Yeah. So he was maybe in the top four biggest issues for me in this movie uh, jamie fox was like fine not I, a lot was asked of him not a lot was asked of him true uh, and it, i feel like a did. ton was asked of him he had to make this like weird ass turn of like i'm evil now yeah i mean there was it definitely smacked of uh jim carrey's plot of uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, John said uh, the same thing. yeah which was disappointing but the biggest problem was that and we've talked about this before in other movies where I don't think there were clear rules about what Electro could do. Dubstep. And that, that fuck it, yeah, dubstep, that's basically it. Because, and that just drains the fun and the tension out of every scene that he's in. Because in one scene, he's like a capacitor, he's a battery, he's, he's sucking power and then sort of shooting it out. In other scenes, he is electricity, so that's weird. And then when he disappears... Yeah, yeah, and then he comes back together like Doctor Manhattan, but he's wearing shorts for some reason. Oh my which, god, that bugged the hell out of which, me! I hated those shorts. Which was, which was, which was the moment, which was the moment that like me and uh, the girlfriend just burst out into laughter, and we were the only ones in the theater because we were just like, man, this movie is just like. I did. A giant middle finger right to everyone right now. I looked around and I was just like, what the fuck are with these cutoffs? Like, but yeah. I think it's, I think, I really think it's as simple as this. That he needed to materialize. It's a yeah. PG-13 movie. It, yeah. Unlike Watchmen, they can't show his glowing blue dong. Why can't he just <laughs> so show, like, nothing? This... Like, a mid, you know, like, just legs. Just like yeah. a pen. He barely looks. He barely looks human at that point. Anyway, just like it it really didn't bother me. It's one of those things that you just write off. Like, all right, I guess. Right, right. John, clearly, it's not my my big issue with Electro. It's just like a cherry. It's just a cherry on top. Right. But uh, man, no, the fact that like you know electricity doesn't really work the way that uh, I think it did. All right, all right. No, 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 no. I want to. No, I think. 
uh, clearly there have to get bitten by electric there are (laughs) there are you know artistic licenses to be made but like i remember going to like the museum of science and like being being shown like the the tesla coil and that being like very scary no electricity is very scary and this was just like uh, this was just like cartoon bullshit i i don't know i I don't think Electro was used in a way that made... I prefer the lizard or Green Goblin. I, I thought Electro and the fact that there was no logic to what his abilities were drained scenes that he was in drained tension. So that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, no, you're right. We know you're right. Yeah. <laughs> just do you care. Yeah. That's really yeah. what it comes down to. No, that's true. Uh, and yeah, I was saying earlier that there was sort of a classic appeal in the way that Electro was handled from a plot standpoint, like, it felt to me like an old-school style of comic book villain where they just didn't care too much about making him real or authentic or complex or human. And I found that sort of interesting and and didn't mind it as much. But, yeah, you're still right. You're right. Yeah, I I feel like with all of the... Like, Electro had none of that, and I feel like Harry maybe had too much of that. You know, yeah. like, he had no, like, Electro really had no motivation, and Harry had all the motivation. <laughs> like, could have split it a little bit more. You both hate Spider-Man. Yeah. I hate Spider-Man so much. Yeah, that was, I, I think that that's sort of, in these movies that, you know, when there's multiple villains, I think that's sort of like the weak, cliched go-to. Like, when when the two villains really have no common goals or anything, but they need yeah. to be paired up, it's like... Let's get Spider-Man. We, you know, like we hate the the hero. I mean, that's what happened in Spider-Man Three. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what the, happened. That's in the worst version of that scene, by the Batman way. Batman Returns. Yeah, it's just like the the characters have are, are in no way sharing the same goals yet. You know, they're yeah. paired together out of convenience, and it's just yeah. bugs me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I did like the sound design, oddly enough, even though it was very overbearing. Like, when they started doing the weird sort of chanting sounds when uh, Electro was sad. But I, I enjoyed almost all of the sound design <laughs> regarding him. Hans uh, Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer, man. And, uh, and his band. But he's uh, playing music on the whatever, like, the electric grid. Yeah. Uh, that was like, so goofy. It was goofy, but it was kind of fun. Yeah. I just, I was like, you know what? It's fucking Spider-Man. I don't give a shit. I think yeah, at that point, yeah. I turned, I turned off my goofy meter at that point. It was yeah. overheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were some parts, it seemed like the movie was at its best when it was, uh, mostly when it was more comic booky, but like weird scientist Krieger guy who was torturing, experimenting on Electro. Like, what the fuck was that? I yeah, thought I, I thought that was that overacting was. central. Like what yeah, I thought weird. he was going to be um, Doctor Octopus because he oh. had the glasses and he had the weird accent. Oh yeah. Oh nice. Plus, I didn't think of that. Because this movie got crushed under the weight of this new Spider-Man cinematic universe, I was like hyper vigilant for little nods and signs of different characters. Like we saw the Doctor Octopus's arms and the vulture wings and the trailers and stuff. So. I was sort of waiting. Yeah. I mean, I was sort of amped up to see some of those little hints. But in the end, I think that it, it was too much. Like, the yeah. movie went out of its way to try and set this spin-off right. up. Right, I agree. So on that note, it is time for another toast. Bing, bing, bing. 
Thank you very much. And the person who is toasting next is Michelle. Awesome. So here's to the ability of us to bring together three of my favorite things. Talking with good friends, nerding out about, you know, stuff, stuff, comic books, <laughs> movies, books, stuff, and drinking. So yeah. uh, here's to us for being, for being awesome and doing all three. Woo, here, here. Mm. Down goes the drink. Uh, <laughs> that was tasty. Mm. All right, I agree. I think you're right, John. That it took, you know, especially at the end of the movie. Was that was that like a credit yeah. scene? I can't remember. Or was that actually the end of the movie where um, the credit scene was the X Men? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it wasn't a credit scene. Yeah, that's John a trailer. So John had just I when when the credits started airing rolling, I said. You know, so the the even though I thought that Spider-Man was an Avenger, I was like, how come it doesn't take place in the Avengers universe? And so John's like, well, Sony owns Spider-Man, and you know the Avengers are owned by Disney, and then like the X-Men is owned by I Fox. forget Fox, and so he's like, well, you'll never really see them come all together, and then yeah. the X-Men thing happened, and, <laughs> and so I was like, you were saying making me look dumb. <laughs> uh, and I had no, I had no explanation for it. <laughs> the best kind of vertical synergy there is is the kind of vertical synergy that makes John look dumb. I'm just joking. I know. It was just timed really well. You know? <laughs> I would uh, say that none of the fight scenes were well you know there were a few action sequences i think that i dug but really i think for me honestly the the thing i enjoyed the most about this was Andrew watching but no not his butt but his dialogue delivery yeah um i <laughs> that could also be my new intro not his butt his dialogue <laughs> delivery. Uh, no, no 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 we'll, we'll keep this uh, I think that's uh, up to me, dear. Yeah, use your editing power, Kristen. Yeah, with the with the death of Gwen Stacy, I think I will honestly miss again. Even though there were conceptual issues with what they were constantly talking about, I will miss the chemistry of Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. To me, that was the real death. It was like, oh no, I don't get to watch those two like be cute with each other anymore. Well, Jeff, I take comfort in the fact that they're cute with each other in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and, they, and the people behind this movie and, know that. I'm pretty sure they realized in editing, like, this is a fucking mess. And yeah. then sent Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone on a charm offensive, and it fucking worked. Because yeah, I was really? ready to see this movie. I was excited, and then it happened. Emma Stone on The Tonight Show doing that lip sync battle. Oh, she was awesome. Fucking sweet. There's also a good one of uh, Andrew Garfield doing an acoustic version of the Spider-Man song. That's true, although he cannot play the guitar. But it's okay. He admits he cannot play the guitar, so that makes it fine. It was, it was adorable. They're so cute. They are so the cute. Actually, I, I will, as an aside, like I really think Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker was the best fucking choice they could have made because that yeah. comes off as so real when he is just being himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. He's a giant nerd. Yeah, he just he yeah. doesn't he doesn't seem like a polished actor, but he is a polished actor. It's weird. I don't and get especially, it. Especially like Spider-Man's supposed to be like really goofy and silly and yeah. like 
I went back and watched the first Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire one, and it does not hold up. Like, if you pause that movie at any point and look at Tobey Maguire, it looks like he is literally thinking nothing. Like, he looks... <laughs> I think you can say that about Tobey Maguire at any point. <laughs> he just looks like there's one scene, like... Go back and watch the graduation scene. That's the fucking hardest takedown of an actor I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Congrats, John. (laughs) I'm in awe of you right now. Well, I think if it weren't so accurate, like, again, it's nothing against Tobey Maguire, but, like, that's that's a true point. I'm not that's even true. I'm not even saying he's a bad actor. I'm just yeah, saying in this, this movie is set up like in this movie caused, he just yeah. I, I don't know I don't know if he just didn't bring his his, <laughs> his game or what. But no, it's a direction. Like he was directed to look that way. Go watch the graduation scene. Literally, like Harry comes up to him. I think Aunt May comes up to him, and Norman Osborn comes up to him and just talk. They talk at him. And he does like he barely reacts, like he just stands there. It's amazing. Wow, oh, John, that was so good. <laughs> that was good. Andrew Garfield, on the other hand, like comes off like like he reminds me of like several of my cousins. I'm like I'm like this is a real human being. He's how did he get up there on screen? You know what is he doing there? So yeah, I I totally agree with you. <sighs> I will say though, of the old Sam Raimi Spider Mans, the action sequences are better. Yeah, in, in fact, uh, John brought up a weird point. I was thinking about this. I think I'd watch any of the Raimi movies again before watching this one again. I would not watch Spider-Man Three again. Oh, uh, that, that one is, is like that's like a that's like a beautiful, beautiful train wreck. <laughs> All right, so it is now toast time once more. I am going to deliver this toast, mm. and then we are going to go into a break. So, I will say that many of you have known each other. For a much longer time. This has been a spectacular way to get to know all of you even better. Obviously, I hang out with all of you outside of the podcast from time to time. Even Kristen, despite the fact that we are in different places, we go when when I'm in New York or you're in Boston, we hang out. It's great. And I love doing that. But I really, really actively look forward to talking about just random stuff with you guys. (laughs) It's a lot of fun for me. It's very rewarding. And I, I am going to say, here's to a hundred more episodes. Yay. Whoa! Oh shit! Oh. A lot more editing, Kristen. <laughs> yeah, here's to five hundred more hours of work for Kristen. Yay! Mm. No, I've I've definitely had that thought, Jeff, of like seeing something awesome and being like, I can't wait to talk about this yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, on that note, we are going to take a refill break. We will be back with ratings for Spider-Man. And I drained my drink on that toast, so... (laughs) Get some more mead. Get some more mead. Uh, Mead? Whoa, holy shit. Yeah, no, dude, I'm... I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got we've got drunk Jeff here. It's a very yeah. special night. Oh man! All right, well let's crank it up then. All right, we will BRB. Spider Man, Spider Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches speed just like flies. Hey there, here comes that Spider Man. And we're back, and I am now drinking a large white Russian. 
which oh. Oh. might be just a terrible mistake at this point. Oh. <laughs> Good job, Jeff. I want one. Uh, you, you, I, I would give you mine. I've, <laughs> I've, consumed, I've consumed a lot of alcohol. Uh, that would be and, like an awesome country song, like, baby, I give you my drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've now, uh, I've now got my cat atop the backrest of my chair. Dragon cat. She is totally dragon cat right now. She is uh, draped over my shoulders. You're basically a supervillain. I'm, well, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't know about that. So, at this point, I think we are going to do some ratings. And this, I don't know, this might end up being one of our widest discrepancies. We'll see. See how this goes. All right, so let's begin with Kristen. Kristen, on a scale of one to five orange plutonium tubes, <laughs> what do you give this movie? Two. Two out of five. All right. Not quite wow. as low as I would have thought. I gave Battleship a two. Mm. Mm. Oh, so you grade on a curve. I feel like I have to at this point. Yeah. I mean, Battleship got the, I had just seen it with friends and I was a little bit drunk curve. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there were parts of this that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, it was no good. So, gotcha, gotcha. All right, let's move on to Michelle. Michelle, <sighs> on a scale of one to five creepy pairs of sunglasses that Harry Osborne wore, what do you give this movie? I would give it a 3.5. 3.5. All right, 3.5 pairs of creepy sunglasses. All right, let's move on to John. John? Mm-hmm. <laughs> On a scale of one to five slow motion spider sense electrical rail saving scenes, Ugh. <laughs> what do you give this movie? I'm gonna go three point seven five. Three point seven five slow motion Spider Man saving Split. action scenes. Yeah. Alrighty, so let's move on to Rob. Rob. Yeah. On a scale of one to five really fake Paul Giamatti neck tattoos. <laughs> What do you give this movie? Man, I gave Man of Steel a half. Ooh. I'm going to give this one. One? Yeah. One fake Paul Giamatti neck tattoo. Yeah. All right. And let's see. For me, on a scale of one to five awkward single laughs from Andrew Garfield. Ha! Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That was uncanny. I, uh... <laughs> I just want to found Facebook right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank yes. you. Kristen will be here all week. She'll that's, be here all week. That's very generous of you. Thank was, you. I appreciate that, was, that. I, I liked it, Kristen. No, I liked yeah. it too. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, yeah, that was good. That was good. I am, like John, going to give this a 3.75. It's not quite a 4. To me, this movie ultimately was a lot like Star Trek 2, in that while I was watching it, yeah. I just didn't care about its problems. And afterwards, good... I was like, all right, yeah. there were a lot of problems. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, you know, maybe not as wide as spread. We went from a 1 to a 3.75. It's absurd, you know. But it sounds like we definitely had some people who were forgiving, kind of thumbs-up-y, and some people were like, mm, I, I forgive nothing. I forgive nothing. So thank you guys for commenting on this movie. And mm. uh, we are going to wrap up this episode the same way we wrap up every episode of This Is Serious Business, except for the twist! There's Ooh. a twist. What? 100 episode twist. 100 what the fuck? Episode twist. So here's the twist. We are going to do, not this episode, but subsequently, 
a sort of Secret Santa Happy 100th episode style Geek of the Week, where basically I'm going to assign each one of you one person anonymously to give a Geek of the Week subject to. So basically, you all will send me, I, I will tell you, I will email you, or, or I am oh, I a person, a name. So for example, Kristen might get John, Kristen might get Michelle, Kristen might get Rob, Kristen might get me. And you basically say that per this person has to do a Geek of the Week on this subject that is available. You either have to make it available to them or it has to be available online to them. When a person is given their Geek of the Week secret choice, they don't know who it's coming from, but it will be revealed after oh they God. do their Geek of the Week. Okay. Kristen has so many Hannibal links. Just like queued <laughs> up right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I will say... It has to be something. I will something... buy you the fucking DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be something that obviously can be completed in under, say, three hours. Okay. And you know, if it's from a T, you can do an excerpt of a TV series. You can say like the first few episodes of this, or these certain episodes of this, if they're available online. Don't give someone War and Peace, you know, <laughs> or something like that. Uh, you can wrap that up in it. a tight fifty. Mm -hmm. So uh, I will I will send you guys a list, and then in the uh, next episode you were on, uh, basically we'll we'll get this all straightened out as as quickly as possible, and then within the next two or three episodes, everyone will do their geek of the week from their secret geek of the week person. I see. Ooh. Nice. Cool. I like it. I like it. I like it too. All right. So I will I will send those all to you, and then everybody will send what they want their person to do to me, and I will send out to everyone what their assignment is. So now we're going to move on to our regular old, good old-fashioned Geek of the Week, and we're going to ask everybody what they've been watching, reading, doing, or playing over the past few weeks that is not The Amazing Spider-Man. So let's start with Kristen on that one. Kristen, what have you been up to lately? I read the book Night Film by Sarah Pessel. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. There aren't enough vowels. I'm bad at pronouncing people's names anyway. But anyway, so Night Film, it's a novel about... There's this reclusive horror film director who has had lots of rumors swirling around about him and his daughter dies by apparent suicide. An investigative journalist who had gotten a bad tip about this director and said that he needed to be taken down with extreme prejudice and then got raked over the coals for this apparently fake tip is now investigating the death of his daughter because he thinks, again, there's foul play. And this book is interesting because it uses a little bit of mixed media. So there are images and screenshots throughout the book. And I think it's more than, it's not just a gimmick. And it actually, it does advance the story. And because it's like an investigative journalist, he's doing a lot of his research online. And instead of just describing web pages, it just does a screenshot, which I thought was a really smart take. And kind of creepy. I saw this recommended on Joseph Fink's Twitter feed, and he's one of the creators of Welcome to Night Vale. So that's kind of the vibe it's got. So uh, I thought it was a really good book. Uh, you know, it's a very interesting mystery. It's creepy, but it's... It'll only keep you up a couple hours at night. <laughs> Might not give you <laughs> nightmares. But, like, that's the thing. Like, there are some pictures there. It's like, you turn the page and there's a dead girl staring at you. She's not dead in the picture, but you know what I mean. So, yeah, Night Film. It's a good book. I recommend it. Nice. Yep. Ooh, very cool. Let's move on to John. John, what have you been up to lately? In preparation for The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I have been reading a bunch of old Amazing Spider-Man back issues. And I also, through the magic of Netflix, 
watched the old Spider-Man, the 90s Spider-Man show, and the early 2000 MTV animated Spider-Man oh. show. Oh, the 3D one? Yeah. That and was then, only like 12 episodes long? Yeah. And then also the newest Spider-Man show, oh. Ultimate Spider-Man, which is just like crazy. Like it's... It goes like it does this thing that a lot of new cartoon shows do, where it's like Teen Titans, and it's got that amped up kids anime feel. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, the '90s Spider-Man show, I still think wins out of the, on that contest. It's a pretty, it's a pretty fucking good show. Because it, it takes, I mean, pretty much all the stories come from you know existing comic book stories, and it's just it's very it's very true to the spirit of Spider-Man. It's the definitive, you know, one of the definitive interpretations. So, holds up. Yeah, I I wish that MTV Spider-Man had gotten more, you know, a fairer shake. I feel like it was canceled before its time, too. It had potential, you know, in like a weird sort of Batman Beyond-y kind of way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that one was just all right. It was, I don't know, I, I thought it was a little, it was a little weird. Like, it didn't quite know what demographic it was aiming for. Like it was, it was on. What? MTV. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was on MTV, but the stories were still a little bit on the simpler side. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. MTV being simple. What? (laughs) (laughs) Say it ain't so. Yes. I just thought it was, you know, it was neat to see Spider-Man on television again during that era. Yeah. Yeah. Because there hadn't been there hadn't been a show like that in a little while. I think. Yeah. That's cool. So you would definitely endorse the '90s Spider-Man over all the others. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think that was that one was the most fun to watch. I mean, I might be a little bit biased, but it holds up pretty well. Hey, John, you know it's an interesting trivia thing about the the Fox Spider-Man cartoon is that for censorship reasons, there's no punching with all the fights that happen in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no punching. Huh. There's like there's like clawing and kicking and like web. Web right. General there's, there's never any punching. Wow. I noticed that there was, this is in the X-Men show too, I think. There's no bullets. Like all the guns yeah. in that show yeah. shoot lasers. Right. Uh, yeah. Did you guys watch the, the G.I. Joe community? Yeah. 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 Everyone addresses that issue pretty well. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you, John. Uh, let's move on to Rob. Rob, what have you been up to lately? Oh, man. Uh, I just thought of one, actually, but I'm torn. Maybe I can do them both very quickly. I watched G.I. Joe Retaliation on uh, Netflix. I didn't like the first one, but uh, the second one is written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who are the Zombieland guys. They also have an unproduced Deadpool script, which is one of my favorite screenplays ever. And this one was good especially the first half, which is weird. I feel like you almost never say that about a movie. It's usually the second half where things really start coming together. But for some reason, this one, like the first half was like really, just had a really great tone. It's funny. There's a certain swagger to it. And like the bad guys are really cool. It's actually really great. It's become cliche now, but like the whole villain getting purposely captured and imprisoned to like break out other people. There is one of those sequences, but uh, it's really cool. You know, I'm not a big G.I. Joe fan, but to see these big, cartoony, larger-than-life characters written by two very smart and sort of sarcastic guys is actually pretty great. So, like, the Cobra Commander and Storm Shadow stuff and 
Walter Goggins from Justified and The Shield plays this great prisoner warden during this really long sequence, and it was really good. So that is better than average, I think, than what you might expect from G.I. Joe. And also, I went to Free Comic Book Day yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Me too. And I was uh, I was bitterly disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I only got two. And one was Doctor Who comic. So I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I got one. It was the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I basically yeah, got I it because, because I felt like somehow it's even more humiliating to walk out of Free Comic Book Day without getting anything. So, <laughs> so I, so I wow. picked up the Guardians of the Galaxy one. But it was just like... I don't know. I like going to this shop by me. It's Golden Apple Comics. They're great guys in there. It's kind of a small shop, and uh, they're very helpful. And it's usually, you know, it's like a comic book shop. It's kind of sleepy in there, so when you go in, it's fine. But, like, free comic book day, it's like there are people in there, like, pushing movies you've never heard of, and it's just slam-packed. And, like, man, this is, like, related to our convention discussion we had last week. It's like, man, not only is this place packed with people but like no one in here has any social skills like i just like need to get by you like excuse me i am another person i'm trying to talk to you can you just take a step to your right so i can move and it's like none of that is happening so free comic book day 2014 totally kind of just had me running out of there sorry i am sorry sorry Sorry, Although I am glad to hear that G.I. Joe Retaliation is fun. I will. I was never, ever going to watch that movie until now. Now I, I, actually, might, I might give it a whirl. It's better than the first one, for sure. I've been meaning to watch that movie for quite a while, and I was really excited when it, it came on to Netflix, so yeah, i got to check it out. Yeah, watch it. It's The, the Rock's in that movie, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Roadblock. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what else he's in? Fast your and the Furious 6. Oh. No. Not your dad. <laughs> 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 That just, that just doesn't make any sense, Rob. This <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It's in my mind. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, wait, what What did you say? I said the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious 6. Oh, now, yeah. that, now that yeah. Rob is finally getting his prizes from Fantasy Summer Box Office. I, I tried. Yeah. I got uh, Lone Ranger and uh, Fast and Furious 6 now proudly on my shelf. That's true. You owe it all to Kristen. Good. Thank well, you, Kristen. And and the rest of us who are actually like, getting them, too. but Chris, Kristen is the one who's like, guys, <laughs> yeah, guys. Well, I tried in December, and then we all kind of forgot, and yeah. then I found out that Rob still like didn't even buy himself Iron Man three, a movie that That's he really horrible. liked because he thought we were gonna get it, and that was the saddest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, guys, we need to get these movies. <laughs> And I, uh, I, I acted as a proxy for Marcus from China. It's, oh, yeah. He, there, there was discussion of perhaps bootlegging all of them to you from China, but we decided, <laughs> 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 decided against it. All right, cool. Thank you, Rob. So let's move on to Michelle. Michelle, what have you been up to lately? So I've been watching some great TV, but I wanted to have a show that I could just kind of watch a couple episodes and kind of come back to when I had more time. And so I discovered An Idiot Abroad. I don't know if any of you guys are watching it. Oh, man, that show is awesome. So it's from Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais, and they send their friend Carl off to see the seven wonders of the world. 
And it is amazing. His reactions to things are fantastic. And it kind of satisfies that little bit of wanderlust that I have to see all these different things and, and to see a, a less glamorous side to, to all these different, different wonders of the world. Hmm. On a yeah. scale of one to five awkward Golden Globe hosting yeah. circumstances, how would you rate this show? Probably a four. Mm-hmm. Four awkward ho- yeah. Golden Globe hosting. Uh... Yeah, I mean, there are some. There are certainly some episodes that are better than others. I mean, it has stuff like camel riding to penis yoga to what? Yeah, to eating weird things to seeing weird sights and doing weird adventures. So it's really, really interesting. So I would definitely recommend checking a couple episodes out. I'm going to have one of those drunk moments and be like, did you say penis yoga? I did say penis <laughs> yoga. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because he can. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I assume that that's a part of the body that could benefit from yoga, just like the rest of the body, I suppose. I'm not sure benefit is <laughs> the right word there, Jeff. But I had to fit out of the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John, John had to leave. <laughs> But yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I would I would recommend checking it out. All right. Sounds good. So let's move on to me. Let's see. What have I been up to lately? Wow. I can't believe I can't you're, believe I'm you're fucking last. Look, I know, I'm last. I'm last. I host the show. I've I've just been drinking. You know it's coming. Yeah. Well, I've been wrapped up thinking about the amazing Spider-Man too. But um let's see, what have I been watching lately? Was there a trailer uh at the movie that you were no. Smitten with. <laughs> I just didn't care. Look, Jeff gets home oh. from work and just submerges himself into a bath of jelly that replenishes his skin <laughs> until he is revived in the morning, and that's it. Wow. I mean, uh, maybe. <laughs> and, then I, and, then I, me. and then I stroke my cat. No. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> I have a literal cat. All right, I'm all right. I'm telling uh, you, supervillain. I will, I will, I guess, talk about the fact that they announced the teams that were invited to this year's International. Uh, the International, for those of you who don't know, is basically the eSports version of the Super Bowl. It is a Dota 2 tournament that Valve puts on every year, where the prize pool is well over $1.5 million. So very, very large money. Teams come from all over the world, and are whittled down to just a select few that participate in a ridiculously awesome tournament. And when I say all around the world, I mean the Ukraine, I mean China, I mean the United States. Like, it is incredible to just see this this event happen. It's hosted in Seattle, Washington, and it's an absolute blast to watch, even if you don't know anything about Dota 2. You know, and, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the game, Valve recently released a documentary about it that uh, I talked a little bit about in a previous Geek of the Week called Free to Play. It's available on YouTube. Again, 15 minutes or so of that documentary are just total bullshit. But the rest of it is great. And uh, I will say that I highly recommend people just at least check it out to see what the deal is. And, uh, you know, if it ends up not being your thing, just just move on. But give it a chance, for sure. Because there are tons of people I've known who know nothing about Dota 2 who start watching the International and are just so fascinated and impressed by it that they continue watching it. They get... It's so funny. There's a local news anchor from the Fox station there who they pulled in named Casey who does all the interviews and stuff. And she is shockingly amazing at it to the point where, like, this generally 
more abrasive community has embraced her completely. So that's always fun to watch. Likewise, several of the casters, including a guy from Australia named Toby Wan Kenobi, are like really engaging and fun to listen to. So, Toby Wan Kenobi. Yep. His name is Toby, and he goes by Toby Wan Kenobi. So I de- I, I'm, I'm really excited for the International. It's going to happen this July. The team list is great. I'll probably have more Geek of the Weeks on it in the future. So at this point, I want to propose the final toast. Woo! Bro! Thank you, Michelle. So the last person to give our toast is Kristen. Kristen will be giving the anchor toast of the episode. Kristen, take it away. As the editor, <laughs> to our 100th episode, may it be brisk. And in that vein, cheers. Hey. <laughs> that was a well-edited toast, Kristen. Oh, thank you. It did everything it needed to do in as uh, little time as it as possible. I fucking love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. Thanks. So, at this point, I want to give people an opportunity to make any shout-outs and to let people know where you can be found online. Let's start with Kristen on that one. Kristen? You can find me on Twitter at Nero's Liar. Ooh, let's move on to Michelle. You can find me on Twitter at Tracing Rays. John? On Twitter at Draw the Story. Rob? You can find me on Twitter at Heroes Are Boring. Cool. Uh, as always, you can find this podcast at tisbycast.com. That's T-I-S-B-C-A-S-T.com. You can find me on Twitter at tisbyjeff. You can find links to our Tumblr, our Facebook, our MySpace, or whatever the fuck else we have on our website. <laughs> I, uh, I love you guys. I think this has been a great 100 episodes. I am looking forward Yay! to this. But as always, despite all that, I have absolutely no idea how to end this episode. Uh, I was going to say, that's a beautiful way to end it. (laughs) I feel like I just want to hear Jeff chug the rest of his drink. No. (laughs) You don't understand how much white Russian I've been myself. (laughs) God, if I, 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 I'm like, I would be tempted to chug this white Russian in honor of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is a movie that is like chugging a white Russian. It's just too, it's too much of an, uh, of, of kind of a good thing. Is it like a is it like a tall glass of chocolate milk? Is that about the size? It's it's yeah. It's like a tall glass of chocolate milk with coffee and vodka in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying, so I hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> what are the five stages of grief? Crashing out in your everything. penthouse loft and eating a pizza. I was like, oh. Especially my best friend. Harry Osborne eats his feelings. I get that. <laughs> Oh, we already did toast? No, no, no we're doing them throughout the episode. It's just a random toast moment. Um, I wish oh, I actually had fuck. a spoon and a glass so I could say whenever I do this. We'll get one. Oh, who's got that? Fuck. Me. Michelle, you can... I come prepared. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a pair of scissors. But it still makes the same yeah, noise. Yeah, it's, it's a metal one. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm still watching it. Yeah. The right amount of drunk for this. (laughs) This is serious business. Glowing blue dong.